0: This is The Topic is Trek, episode 148 for Friday, October 27th, 2023. Coming up in this episode, Caves. Because caves, a unique piece of memorabilia <clears throat> and a blast from the past. All that and more right now on The Topic is Trek. Tucker didn't trip, he was pushed. Welcome to The Topic is Trek, the podcast that runs on impulse power. Join us for a journey where no show has gone before. If it has to do with Star Trek, there's a good chance we'll talk about it. Sooner or later, because on this show, The Topic is Trek. Engage already. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another thrill-packed edition of The Topic is Trek. I'm Clinton, one of your co-hosts. And if you're seeing the video version of this, you'll notice that we have two faces on the screen here rather than three, because one of our team members is on a secret away mission. Shh, don't tell anyone. Right. But still... Beaming in to join me from parts unknown with the hip new catchphrase that everyone except the co host is missing, of course, because they won't know it. We'll be talking about tomorrow is Mr. Craig. Step. Oh, it's working! Look, it worked. Ooh, it's forming. <laughs> Take off, hoser. Um, um. Mm, yeah. I, for our Canadian friends, I apologize uh, for <laughs> that. <laughs> It went in walking over to Canada and every place <laughs> else. So, uh, right. Really think you need to work on that some more.
1: All right, fine. I'll go back so to I, the drawing board.
0: So, how you been, Craig?
1: I've been doing pretty good. Uh, not too bad. Got the house to myself for a while. Oh. What, What? you know, what more could I ask for?
0: Yeah. Well.
1: How about um, you? How about you, Clinton? How are you well,
0: doing? Well, I I'm, was, was under the weather. I think I've got a little touch of the flu more than anything. Hmm So, we're going to try to do a short show this evening because I'm fighting off a cough. So, every once in a while, I may just mute the microphone and stop talking for a moment so people don't have to hear me coughing. Okay. All right. But with that said, it's time to go off on our first main mission with an appropriate sound effect.
1: Let's see. Let's go with uh, not that one. No, not that one. There you go.
0: that's appropriate. Yeah,
1: it kind of makes uh, makes you feel like that's how our warp drive works on the show.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, first up, we're talking about Star Trek Lower Decks, the episode Caves, which is season four, episode eight. Tell us a bit more about that, Craig. Will will have some water.
1: Yeah. All right. So the synopsis, uh, actually, it's Caves. It's season four, episode eight, written by Ben Rogers. And Ben Rogers has served in a number of roles on Lower Decks. He is the recurring voice of Lieutenant Man, uh, Commander Steve Stevens. In addition, at various times, he has served as story editor, executive story editor, writer, co-producer, and supervising producer on the show. His work, other works include voice acting in projects such as Solar Opposites, Batman, The Audio Adventures, The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs, and The Son of Zorn. He also was a writer on the Comedy Central live action series Workaholics, and it was directed by Megan Lloyd, and Megan has directed three episodes of Lower Decks in all all season four. Uh, Okay, all of them in season four. Uh, Lloyd has served as a storyboard artist on seasons two and three, as well as previously doing uh, storyboard work for shows such as Transformers, Earth Spark, Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo,
0: and Jurassic Park, Camp uh, Cretaceous, and I never saw Transformers or Earth or Trick uh, Trick or Treat Scooby Doo, but I did watch Jurassic Park Camp Cretaceous. Oh, you did? Was it good? It was. It was a lot of fun. They even had a um, a bonus episode, one of those children adventure type things. Oh, really? What, was it on Paramount Plus or something? No, it um, Netflix, I believe. Oh, hmm. okay. No, I missed that one. All right, and we have a short uh plot synopsis to lower deck. Lecker, oh, lower deckers, yes, lower deckers. Yeah,
1: so uh, the lower I'm sorry, we were talking there for a second. Uh, the lower deckers go on a classic cave mission that tests their friendship.
0: Indeed, it does. All, All right. right. So we we've got uh, this was a an interesting episode. It's always hard to place an episode like this because mm-hmm. well late in the season. Kind of an odd time for this to be happening. But um we have basically mini stories going on yeah. in the episode. It's like a clip show. Exactly. Yeah. But it's um it's it's clips for things we haven't seen before. Or at least 99% of it we haven't seen before. Oh,
1: yeah. Totally. All this stuff, I don't think we've really seen much. Um, yeah, they so they uh, – I like how they get all excited because they're going on a mission together. And then, uh, of course, uh, some of the excitement dwindles quickly when Mariner realizes they're going down to explore a cave. <laughs> yeah,
0: caves. Might have to be caves. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um yeah, so uh I don't know how you want to handle it. how do you want to go about
0: this? You got slides, right? Yeah, well we'll, we'll kind of break it down for the um obviously the, the first thing that happens is they get caught in the cave. Mhm. Hold on a second.
1: Okay. Yeah, they get caught in the cave and they're going down to explore some uh organic moss or some something that they're they find in there uh and um We'll try. was, I'm trying to look at my notes at the same time. This is going to be a really slick show tonight, let me tell you.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm muting the microphone every three seconds. <laughs> I feel fine. It's one of those things where words like all of a sudden you, like you're going to cough, and I want to make sure that that does not happen. Well, I'll try to talk. I'll talk closer to the microphone and like yeah. I'm on FM, and maybe that will help things out. There you go. Can you still hear me? I can. can I do that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, the mellow sounds of Trek after dark. Oh, no, <laughs> whoa. Show. whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 <laughs> Trek after um, dark. So, of course, they get caught in the cave. Yeah, because that's what, that's what happens. You have a, a, a cave in, and of course, that means that the ship can't locate them, because uh, what's it? Rocks beat technology every time. Yeah. Well, you know, right off the bat, they lose communications, right? Which merit question. I have uh, a question here for you. Sure. They beamed in, right? Mm-hmm. The ship knows where they are at least. Is anybody coming for them? Well, I thought the same thing. I was like, you know,
1: they I would imagine when you beam off a ship, there's got to be protocol that it it puts you on a list of who's away and not, you know. Because they can't just go, hey, let's go to warp. Wait, we got people on on the planet, you know.
0: But I mean is precisely there's a coordinates that they beamed to so they mm-hmm. you you would think you would go looking for them right there immediately if you couldn't get in contact with them right and and they were there for long enough to tell all these stories and <laughs> right nothing
1: well the the moss uh kind of cut off the communications and stuff so um they couldn't really call for help easily yeah, I suppose they didn't. They didn't necessarily know they were in trouble at that yeah, point. Right. That's true. That's right. So, but yeah, I thought about. I thought about that too. I was like, "Wouldn't the ship keep tabs on who's off ship and you know?" You and, would hope so. So, supposed to be part of the crew complement. So,
0: yeah. So well, we're traveling a bit lighter today, Captain. What's going? We seem to be moving faster. That's not how space works. But <laughs> yes. Dude.
1: Yeah. Who lightened this load? Oh, we must have dumped the trash. So anyway, um so the moss actually grabs Tendy, uh starts to eat her boot, uh or uh dissolve her boot, um, which is kind of interesting, and you start going, hey, what's going on? And they the moss growth rate conveniently gives them just a couple of hours.
0: But also you know, conveniently find a way uh, lights up lights up the room so that um Rutherford doesn't have to keep using his Built-in flashlight.
1: I, think, I know that thing's like a Swiss army knife. It's got everything on it.
0: it you know, it's after he said he didn't need it for that anymore. He, was, he had this grid he was projecting onto the wall Yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah.
1: Scanner kind of thing. Yeah.
0: But uh, they're trying to figure out a way to get out of this situation. So mm-hmm. they've all been in cave situations before because it's Trek. They've all been in cave situations. That's right. But the stories they start telling, the other people... Have no clue that this thing happened. So the first one has to do with our friend Levy. Wait. Well,
1: I get the first full story.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because Tendy's trying to tell her story True. and she keeps getting cut off, you know, because it's about being in a turbo lift and not a cave. Not a cave. Like, that's not a cave. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, here
1: comes Levy again.
0: Well, apparently is, his first name is Steve. So there's a lot of Steves on the Enterprise because you get Steve Stevens and Steve Levy. And oh, yeah. yeah. Popular name in the future. It is. So Boimler gets uh, the lucky assignment of joining um, Levy on this mission to do some exploring. Of course, they get caught in a cave. Right. As one does. But that's Levy's fault because he shoots off a phaser and that causes the collapse of the cave itself. <laughs> well,
1: Boimler finds that vehicle that can only seat one person and has conveniently got power and everything. You know, like, Oh, this is our way out. This is our ticket. And then Libby goes, uh, decides to destroy it. No, you know, that here's Mr. Conspiracy guy. He destroys it thinking that, Oh yeah, it's classic. You know, they're, uh, they're yeah,
0: the Vendorians they're, are, know, are responsible for this. That's right.
1: And he, and, of course, Boimler blows up at him. You idiot. <laughs> well, he said something else, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and he, and he makes, makes poor Levy cry. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was like, wow, that was, that escalated. Um, Yeah, made him cry. And then, of course, shortly thereafter, we find out that everything that Levy said was right.
0: Because <laughs> they're the Vendorians right there. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is not the first time we've seen the Vendorians on lower decks that at least one of the episodes i think you know there was like very briefly mm-hmm. in that that chase scene type of thing um in the it the first season right
1: yeah they were in was here it? they've been on the show twice
0: uh, this yeah. time and another time and um of course they were also from the original series um uh, and they had a I had a picture here that um they've changed a bit
1: yeah a little bit Actually, uh, not not far off, to be honest with you. Um, what was that? You... I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. So they, uh, they they seem to have gotten a bit squatter because they're very, very spindly legs in the animated series. It's actually they seem less animated mm-hmm. in Lower Decks than they were on <laughs> the animated series, which is a rare occurrence, I would think.
1: I would say... Not uh, not much was moving on the
0: old series. <laughs> but this one, the, the arms were whipping around all over the place. So I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because I went back, you know, to take a quick look at it. Now, granted, it probably was the same whipping around, like, every single time you saw them. But right.
1: Still, like an it was something.
0: That's but right. it's, very, it's very elongated, whereas the ones on lower decks are kind of more squished. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, they made the decision to have the um, their foreheads or whatever that part would be above the illuminated eyes eye yeah. parts, I guess, unique to every single one of them. Mm-hmm. One of them looks like an RSS feed or something. It's very, it's very strange. <laughs> That's right.
1: One looks like a uh, like hazard laser area. The the guy in the mm-hmm. middle looks like a laser warning sign.
0: Alright, so they, they find out the Vendorians are responsible for all this stuff, and we also find out that everything Levy has been saying about them it has some basis in what they actually do. Yeah, what I thought was funny was the callback
1: uh, they mentioned did Steve Levy mention it, uh, it uh, about um, the TNG era oh, issue about the warp
0: you know, warp ruining the space. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and they said it was his uh, his information was a pleasant mixture of basically truths and made-up things and embellishments.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I was like, oh,
0: they made it up about the space thing. Um, And, and it reconciles with um, Boimler's saying, which I love, is like classic trick, heartfelt wrap-up. Well, Levy, you're still a crackpot with dangerous beliefs, but I've learned not to... I don't know, yell at you. I yeah. don't know.
1: <laughs> That's right. Hey, they fed him nice. They gave him crickets.
0: Yeah, <laughs> giant crickets.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what that reminded me of was like Indiana Jones, where the the monkey brains and <laughs> and the
0: scarabs or whatever it was on the ugh. Ugh. disgusting. That's right. All right. So, meanwhile, back in the cave, the the, the Cave that the four lower oh, deckers. Uh, oh wait a second! I Dickers
1: I did like when the um, when the uh, Vandorians they uh, were celebrating that they got them to be friends, you know, and they lifted them up and they were
0: <laughs> celebrating. I was like, wow! <laughs> well, the logistics of that with those legs—it's—it's. Uh, I know. It's, it's impressive. Yeah, I know, right? Um. So in the actual cave. We find out that in the present, what yeah, that they can try to communicate with the ship by what they're going to use gammonite, Mm -hmm. but uh, turns out that there's no gammonite, but the tricorder says it's this trigammonite, in The walls. And so, so brother says, "You know, quick boy going take off your pants, okay, <laughs> really? Yeah, we're roommates, you know whatever, <laughs> yeah,
1: I like how Meer goes, "Wow, you did that without even the question, and then <laughs>
0: <laughs> take off your pants, so the idea was that it was going to um lessen the blow from the phaser after it was re- ricocheted and 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 says, You know, I think it kind of could have used my jacket for that mm-hmm. instead, yeah, whatever." That's right. So they're trying to work that out. And so... Oh. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, I
1: like how uh, Rutherford just mentions about... that. Reminds him that time of, that him and Dr. Tiana were uh, in a cave mm-hmm. with their cave baby. And everybody yeah. just said, what? What did what?
0: you just say? <laughs> right, which takes us to our second yeah. uh, story in the background. Mm-hmm. Now... One of the things I thought at the beginning of this episode, I've got a slide in there someplace to this too. When they, when the um the alien is merging with Rutherford mm-hmm. to be, you know, to make this clone. Yeah. Did you have um thoughts of the episode of Enterprise where Tucker becomes oh. pregnant from a touch?
1: Yeah. Uh it's been a while since I've seen that. Um but yes, I do remember that. Yep. I mean, I remember the, I obviously remember it happening. Yes. I was trying to remember all the particulars. They were in the, uh, they were in the. um,
0: uh, Essentially a holodeck.
1: Yeah. I was the, thinking. In the boat. Well, they were, they put their hands in that, um, that fishbowl with the, the gravel, you know, mm-hmm. or the, the little rocks. I was trying to say, uh, it looked like those little rocks you put in a fishbowl, those glass rocks. And they had the, you know, the holodeck experience.
0: Yeah, and, and Flex said you didn't uh, do any. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I was a perfect gentleman. <laughs> and it's interesting because uh, Tiana says the same thing. What did you do? And he says I didn't do anything.
1: Yes, right. I like how she, uh, the alien, put her hand all over his face. <laughs> Wouldn't like it touch his hand or anything like that. Just put his her hand right over his face, and you notice a couple of her fingers
0: are on on his um. His, his um swiss army knife view, well yeah his viewfinder thing so is she getting through that as well i
1: guess i don't know well her thumbs under his nose so they're making skin to skin contact
0: <laughs> you gotta wash that thing afterwards i'm telling you right now yeah covid covid <laughs> oh well and um
1: talk about a rapid pregnancy i know it happened with like two minutes it was uh, it was good to go not
0: even two minutes It was like 15 seconds he says i don't feel so good and all of a sudden that she's cutting him open to get the baby out
1: He's yeah like, whoa actually that was the most not the most it was the uh, they kind of animated him a little different his eyes were when when she says, oh you're pregnant what his eyes kind of freaked out it was um he was a little more animated than we've seen him before that's what I thought it was interesting to see uh, hmm. how the. Yeah, you know, I just thought his facial expressions, expressions were something different than we normally seen. Hmm. A little bit. And there's a little, a little clone baby. Yeah, that's right. And what did Tiana say? She hates babies.
0: <laughs> yeah, that gold bedside manner that we've loved, come to love from Doctor Tiana.
1: <laughs> no, she said, what was the two things. Uh, there's two things she didn't engineers,
0: like. Engineers and babies. Yes, right. She stuck with both of them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, she said, oh, see if we can get the baby to, to eat. It won't won't take anything. And it's like, Rutherford picks up the baby and the baby's like eating right away. Yeah. Now, there's one thing when they're trying to uh, take care of the baby that every parent says, oh, man, if only I'd been able to do that. Yeah. Tiana changes the baby and then phasers the <laughs> diaper out of existence. I know. I thought the same thing. I joke about, uh, I mean, my
1: son's 20, uh, 21 now, or yeah, 21. And, uh, I remember <laughs> thinking, I'm still excited that he's not wearing diapers. You know, that was a happy day <laughs> for me. And then I, I went, oh, wow, that'd be
0: cool to just phaser, phaser the diaper away. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. you then have to buy a whole lot. To, you know, but look, I guess you can't. Well, if they were cloth, you could reuse them. But what am I getting on about here? Anyway,
1: <laughs> parents talk. Oh, yeah. Later on, that's the pool that your children live in. Oh, I was. I've been cleaning the diapers off in the water. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
0: So this was this uh, story was I think the most interesting. In itself, because it really was a mini Star Trek episode, right? A complete Star Trek episode. You mm-hmm. had them, yeah, they get caught in a cave, but after they've you know done something that they didn't know was the wrong thing to do, and they're attacked, and other weird stuff happens, yeah, and then they you know come to a realization at the end of it about something. and it really was you have a little bit of change of personality between the characters and. I just felt like this one was a complete story rather, rather than just a, Oh, here's a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Like I felt the one with, with Levy was okay. Levy is kind of validated in what he was saying, which I'm not sure is a good thing. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> Cause he's, he, he admitted himself. That he makes up half the stuff. Right. Yeah.
1: He, he even said it on the show. He's like,
0: Oh yeah. I'm, I'm part of a forum where people share
1: information and, and make a, uh, uh, validate things yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, talk about ideas and such mm-hmm. that's right
1: so uh yeah and tiana uh i the, I like this a little bit because you could see a side of Rutherford where he was being all nice and uh f- parenty uh, father like I want to say mm-hmm. father like but he gave birth to the thing um but he was being really fun with he was having fun with the kid and then Dr. Tiana kind of warmed up to the kid at the end. I thought that was cool.
0: I, I did uh, find it interesting, somebody's observation. I think it was the guy, uh, uh, Sean Farrak, who does um, ups and downs, that maybe Rutherford is so good to this kid because Badgie didn't turn out so well and realized that Badgie <laughs> bad needed a hug. Right. Yeah.
1: Maybe. So anyway, they they he uh, ended up working the trans uh his um tricorder to uh converse with the cave monster, which really wasn't a monster, and they were like, uh the monster was said that's where I keep my baby. Well, this is our baby. We just had it.
0: He's No oh, like, no no no, not that one. <laughs> yeah, not that one. This one. Yeah. So he That's another up- thing I wondered about though, is that so the universal translator, you got to manually say, translate this language, because why wouldn't it automatically do that? Doesn't the combat badge have an, a universal translator built in?
1: Well, I imagine, uh, remember on Enterprise, when Hoshi was uh, having trouble translating it first, not herself per se, but uh, the, with the universal translator, and she would have to get enough sample mm. to start understanding what the alien was saying whatever race they were speaking with and so i I imagine that if you're going to add a new uh, creature alien race you probably need to get a sample so he probably had to record it and he was programming it a little bit to get it to um to communicate with it so i imagine it sounds like you know anything else you got to get a sample have it analyze it and then you start getting data from it
0: Oh, another thing that was in this ep- uh, this story here w- was kind of Shades of the Horda because oh. the creature would knock through. Lock. Oh, true. Yeah, that's right. It was making all th- I, you, you get the assumption that the creatures, when it's making all those tunnels, they kept going down mm-hmm. all the time.
1: It's a good thing they didn't have the angry miners. It's a good thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, they so, got a miner right there. What do you think? Well, but yeah. it's not angry. So uh, she's not angry. So yeah. there you go.
1: Oh, and I liked how uh, when uh, Rutherford or Tiana went through the tunnels to kind of scope out where they could go, they came out and they would phaser a little X on that so they wouldn't go by the same one again.
0: You figure if you just go clockwise around, you should, that shouldn't be, uh, you
1: know. Oh, I would, I would do, I would, no, no. I would be like, did we, did we go down that one again? (laughs) Yeah, I would totally do that. (laughs) So I thought, oh, that's a great idea. Well, fair Fazer enough. It. Yeah, phaser it. Yeah.
0: All right. So the the um, they're still trapped in the cave, mm-hmm. the, the our our former lower deckers, and we get our third flashback story as they're trying to get out, because um, Mariner is working with the uh, minerals, and Rutherford is like, where did you learn how to do that stuff? It, you know, we you know like, it's kind of what you learn from the uh, you know from. From Delta shift and she went, "Um, well, I I did have a mission with them once that I let, what? Yeah, (laughs) that's right. So we get our third little flashback story with the Delta shifters Mm -hmm. and um, they crash land on a planet in a cave, like directly into the cave. They just (laughs) boom, right into the cave.
1: Actually look like the same cave almost that they were already in.
0: Well, all the caves are supposed to look alike. That's one of yeah. the things Rutherford's, you know, or, or Maris. All the caves look alike. because yeah. On the show, we were all the same cave all the time. Yeah. Just kind of different angles of the same thing. And um, one of them, uh, Asif, breaks his leg. Right. And, of course, so he's disabled, and they're trying to figure out, well, how are we going to get out of here? Assessment is that the uh, the shuttle... Is salvageable, but they need a certain mineral. And it's so, a, uh, in order to uh, repair the engines. Mm-hmm. Coincidence, there's some right over there. <laughs> yeah. Convenient. Well,
1: these Definitely. are, these
0: are short stories. So, yes, yes. <laughs> but I mean, literally right over there, mm-hmm. sitting there in a pile, glowing. Yeah. Well, Marinus says, I'm just going to go get it. And then the problems begin. Oh yeah, she gets old rapidly because there's um, uh, what did I write down here? What is the? It's um, uh, oh, uh, it's a it, it's emitting chronotons mm-hmm. and so there's biotemporal flux going on. Right. Technobabble.
1: Yeah. So she took each step. She was getting older. There was a point when. You see, did you see at one point she looked like her mom?
0: Oh, no, I didn't notice that.
1: <laughs> her face had the wrinkles and stuff, just like her mom for a moment. I was like, whoa, that's kind of funny.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So, and then the other, I forget the other character's name. Uh, she was trying to go with her and they they were, their hips were going out and they were trying to
0: get there. It was and they sort ter- to one up each other going, I'm a better person. I can, I can do this and you can't. Yeah. Neither of them can do it.
1: Yeah. And of course they bring the younger guy in, convinced him that his, his leg will heal when he gets into the chromatons.
0: And of course. And it, it, and it does. <laughs> does it? <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 the skin grows over it.
1: Yeah. It started to look like a chicken leg the way it was repairing itself. And he's, he's just screaming
0: in pain every step he takes. And they're encouraging. Come on, you can keep going. We're going to walk it off. Yeah. Come on, you big baby. So he <laughs> he, he stops where they are, mm-hmm. and they, they encourage him to get up again and keep going. He gets up and his leg falls off. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh.
0: Yes. Meanwhile, the other Delta shifter has found another supply of the exact same stuff, but with these. Chronotons that make you younger and so he's like this kid going oh look at this excitement yeah. yay we got all this stuff his
1: sleeves were hanging off his arms yeah
0: which is another classic trek thing going on yes as well because of course when you get older in this thing all oh, they just walk backwards and it the effects are completely reversed yeah i like how the dragon asks if out
1: and then like uh, you know what? We're not going back in there. We'll just have the doctor make you a new leg.
0: <laughs> Can we get my leg just, just, just in case? Just in case, please?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's funny.
0: So then she went, Delta shift, Delta shift. Yeah. You cheered with them?
1: Yes, That's right. That's our thing. Yeah, they didn't like that, the uh, rest of the crew. No, they did not like that.
0: And they're all getting snippy with each other. Well, why don't you talk about with your friend Levy? Blah bah blah blah blah. Bah. Yeah. You didn't tell didn't tell me about your the baby that you had, blah 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 ba-bah bah ba. Bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. And the uh, moss encompasses them. Yes pretty much is about to devour them. But it's not gonna do it just yet because I want to hear the green one story. That's right.
1: And of course they they was it the they went back to uh, a point. I guess it was right after right after the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they were drinking in yeah you know, real alcohol and not synthol, and they got stuck in a, a turbo lift, and they were all kind of going to sleep and talking. You know, there you go. I like that. And they they started uh, dozing off a little bit and talking, and um, apparently Tendy had to go pee in the corner. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, that's uh, <laughs> we won't talk about that.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. and then, uh, so
0: so then the the um uh what were, uh moss. huh, well the moss oh okay yeah as, as I said so the moss is saying oh I would like to have friend I've never had a friend I, yeah you know oh we 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 came here to to you know. To analyze you, to really well take all your scans as long as you keep telling me stories. Right, yeah. So turns out it's those uh, those pesky Vandorians. Um, uh,
1: Vandorians, yes, thank you. Yeah, it was them again, and they are like, "Oh, look at that we 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 put we brought some people people back together."
0: Yeah, for for not being in it, it, it before at all in in uh, in Star Trek. So they're like every place in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. That would, uh, yeah, so there you go. um
1: so that actually brought everything back full circle, didn't it? hmm
0: yeah now one of the things that I noticed and so I went back to check um mm-hmm. I hadn't, I hadn't commented on this before, but um <coughs> oh, darn it. uh Paul F Tompkins has been doing a lot of voices on the show recently um but in this episode. We had a lot of doubling up because uh, Noelle Wells, who plays Tendi, was also being one of the Vendorians. Mm-hmm. What I noticed first was Don Lewis, who's Captain Freeman, was also a Vendorian. And uh, and also Thulsa, the yeah. the girl that leads him into the cave. Uh, Jerry O'Connell was being Ransom and uh, the Carnivorous Moss and a Vendorian. Mm. And Fred Tess- 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 Tadascori yep. was being Shax. And Steve Levy and a Vendorian follower, so definitely doing a lot of doubling up and tripling up on voices. It's it's that's a very much a Star Trek: The Animated Series thing to do as well. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I know we we
1: kind of skipped over this. Shaq's opened that uh, the turbo shift uh, turbo lift door, and, and they all he's scared to crap out of. Them.
0: Literally, at (laughs) least least Boymler. Literally, Boimler's
1: like, Oh, I full on peed. (laughs) Oh, Boymler, I know. Captain material,
0: no doubt. Yeah,
1: I was like, Look, they are friends, they're all. He actually shared that with others. (laughs) So,
0: all right, uh, anything else to say about caves?
1: Um. No, uh let's see. Well, let's let I me mean, look at my notes here. Um Oh. Yeah, the Vandorians were behind the Klingon Civil War.
0: <laughs> well, they said we did not yeah. do the Klingon yeah, that's no, right. Civil War.
1: Yeah, they didn't do it. Um, I
0: replied agree to disagree.
1: That's right. Um Now I don't think I really
0: got much else uh No, I said it was. You know, it was a good episode to have. It's a hard one to slot because, and we've we run into this before with Trek and other shows have the same thing. You've got a story that where do where do you put this one? I mean, this one isn't. It doesn't move the plot forward, right? Not that you know, but you want to tell that story and you think it's important to tell that story because of what's been going on this season. Mm -hmm. So you always feel like it's slowing things down, but you know, well, they're, they're,
1: well, one, I think the, I, the point of this story was because, you know, you kind of wonder at the beginning when they got, when they were uh, promoted, you know, what was going to happen to them because they're, you have different job responsibilities. And of course they've been together for eight more episodes, <laughs> but, um, but there's, you know, they're still interacting with each other because they were excited. They were going on a mission together. Uh, so apparently it's been, it had been a little bit. So this is kind of to show that they're sticking together.
0: Yeah. And, uh, cause that's the thing is you want to, you want to have that connection uh, between them because things could get more stretched out as you go along. Right. Absolutely. All right. All right, what are we going to rate this uh rate this on scale of Vandorians?
1: Yeah, Vandorians, that's what I was thinking of.
0: All right, why don't you go first with uh scale of 1 to 10 Limber Vandorians. <laughs> um I enjoyed it. I don't think it was
1: the strongest episode around, but uh it seemed like um this episode touched on a little bit of everything from all of those characters and they've done a good job moving the characters forward throughout every season it's not just been slapstick the whole time which i think was a, a little bit of a worry when before we even started watching lower decks mm-hmm. um so i think they've done a great job with this this is an example of that bringing those characters forward so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it an eight i i really enjoyed it it might maybe a little bit more but i'd say at least an eight so hmm.
0: yeah I'm, I'm with you on that one i feel like it was a like i said it's a tough one to slot into the season mm-hmm but I felt it was important. It was it was entertaining. Uh, like some of the stories, a bit better than the other ones. Like I said, I really thought that the one with uh, Rutherford and Tana <laughs> was was pretty much a a complete Star Trek story in itself. That you probably yeah. could have even made that a half an hour episode and it would have worked.
1: And it was kind of sweet, you know. I liked it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know what?
1: what I I saw. I'm sorry. Where were you going? Where were you going to no, rate it at?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, an eight is well. I'm going to go with an eight as well. Yeah. What I did go, I uh,
1: did see this one review about it. And the guy said, at first you would think this episode was about nothing, but really it's about everything. And that's about what I how I felt about it was that it was about yeah. everything uh with these guys to to let them grow a little bit more you know, between themselves. Right.
0: That 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 you know, the the whole concept of is well, we're not together all the time now, but it doesn't matter that we're right. not together
1: that's all right. the time.
0: Yep. And it was also an episode without Talyn, which we hadn't had in a while. That's true. Yeah.
1: That although, is that is kind of weird. That's, that's right.
0: Although um, Mike McMahon said that Talyn will be there in season five as well. So mm-hmm. she's not heading back to the Vulcan ship anytime soon. Okay, good. I don't think I saw that, but okay, good. All right. Well, we're going to take a break for a second here, and we're going to do our subspace chatter. We've got uh, – Couple of stories. I've got one written out there for Craig, and then I said, oh, I'll throw a couple more in. I'll try to do those off the cuff. So uh we've got to ask Charlie first, if it's okay, of course, to do subspace chatter. We don't need all that subspace chatter. Oh, look, it was bullwinkle. <laughs> I, uh, Charlie is not pleased with that. Look at the look in his face. No he's really just not. staring at you now. That's I right.
1: I'm sorry, Charlie. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, uh, punishment is to take this story. That's right. So, uh, looking for a unique piece of Star Trek memorabilia, even more than some of the weirder things we've seen. Well, you may have missed out on owning Sh- Shatner's tab to which is one of those weirder things we've seen, but the next great collectible is going up for bid on eBay. From the Star Trek Discovery season one episode "Into the Forest I Go," you can now own a set of prosthetic breasts worn by Lorel, or more specifically, Mary Chifo. Uh, the item features a an original production tag and scene number. Uh, as as of this recording, the bidding is up to one thousand eight hundred twenty four dollars, and will end on Monday afternoon, October thirtieth. Uh, we'll have a link. Uh, in the show notes for episode 148 over at trek dot com. Wait a minute.
0: Let's go. So you to Ring your own bell there. There you go. <laughs>
1: Ring my own bell. Um, so there you go. There's all the links. You know what's funny is I just saw. I'm related to this. I saw it was an old video on YouTube with Leah Thompson was on Arsenio Hall show, and mm-hmm. she brought him a gift, and he opened the the gift, and it was a like a gift bag. And he reached in and pulled it out and it was her prosthetic breast from back to the future too. <laughs> <I> "Wow!" <was like, laughs> well, I was like, wow. At, what was funny, even more funny was they were showing it, uh, right there on, I guess, network TV at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of funny that this, that came up, t- those two things came up together. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> Don't even know where to go what to do with that. So I was
1: gonna move on
0: from that. All right. So uh second story is uh again, we don't have a slide through these because I just threw the minute to the last second, but mm-hmm. Terry Metallis uh had a plan for Jake Sisko to appear on Star Trek Picard. Oh yes, I did see uh, something about that. It did not work out, uh, but the plan was that um oh trying to blank on the on the on the uh Person's name, um the Cardet, um the the, the Bajoran um, was on the Picard third season. I'm just trying to blank on the name. Shax. Uh, not, not Shax. <laughs> on Picard uh, third
1: season, Bajoran. Yeah, the, the woman. um Yeah, see, not a name day for me. So uh, this you is ruined a- it for me. When people start doing that, they go, "I can't remember her name," and, and then I go, "I can't either." It's like yawning, you know. It's
0: contagious. <laughs> okay, well, everyone out there yelling <laughs> at your, we can't hear you, but uh, we feel anyway. Um, if it comes to one of us, we'll we'll scream it out. Uh, she was going to go. She mentions in when she's talking to, I believe, because oh, Roe. Yes, thank you, Roe Laren. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, she went to the press first. And that's where Jake was going to come in. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So he was going to be like, you know, trying to follow the trail and what was going on here type of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Terry said that he hasn't dropped the idea completely. If this, you know, supposed legacy series ever happens that he could still see the possibility to have Jake back in that type of role, Mm -hmm. something in Star Trek legacy. Yeah. Which again, we haven't heard anything about that. So it'll be
1: like, be like, uh, uh, was it Star Trek, you know, five at the beginning when they had all the press on the ship? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hopefully with more to do than that, but. Yeah. And then the other one, excuse me for a second. All right. The other one was, um, Mike McMahon had to clarify a statement that he'd been making because this made the rounds. We didn't cover it on the show, I don't think, but uh, he had made a statement that, you know, if people really wanted to be a, a sixth season of of uh, Lower Decks, that mm-hmm. they should, you know, blah, blah, blah. and so a uh, Trek movie was in one of those round tables that you have at Comic-Con with. You'll have the people that have just had a, uh, something on stage will come backstage and it's literally a bunch of round tables and a bunch of reporters and they'll sit down and talk to a bunch of people at once. So they asked about this thing. They said, well, th- the thing is, I'm, I'm always paranoid about this. It's, it's like, it's always going to be canceled. It's always going to be the end. It's always going to be. Yeah. So I don't, I haven't heard anything. You know, I'm just saying that, you know, if you like the show, enjoy the show while it's on, you know, cause, cause it's on and you get to see it. Um, but if, you know, you, have a friend watch the show that's even better to you know to make sure that it's got value to it yeah so it wasn't something where he had you know alex kurzman hadn't come knocking on the door going hey hey, numbers i'm looking at the numbers here yeah, yeah, right thing. yeah well i
1: i imagine there's two two parts to that is watch it to kind of help with the numbers and uh make some noise you know because they they uh apparently do listen to the fans when they call out for stuff. I mean, you know, Picard season three, uh, I'm sure had a little, had a hand in that. And, uh, you know, you, you well, name it, you know, so I, I'd say make some noise and watch the show. Certainly the most recent uh,
0: stuff with prodigy, you know, lets people know that prodigy is out there. Yes. You know, listening That's a good example. Yes. It's Plus it's, it's, Lower Decks doesn't have a P in its name, so that's, it's, 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 it's <laughs> well, not Picard.
1: Well, remember there was a, that plane that was flying over Netflix and, uh, mm-hmm. another Hulu, you know, pick up a Pro- prodigy. There you go. Yeah. Pick up, yeah. Save Lower Decks. that's the trouble, but. So everybody that has a plane, get, yeah. up. This. <laughs> no, I, I have a feeling that, uh, we're going to get a sixth season. Maybe seven to round it out, like uh, like you know, past Star Trek uh, seasons or series, right? Um, I don't want them to overstay their welcome because I enjoy the show. I don't want it to get too crazy, but
0: well, I think I think that um, because the characters are progressing, mm -hmm. I think you've got a natural. It can only go so far because, eventually, they. Will definitely not be together because they'll be split up to different ships or whatever the case may be. Right, and I think that would be kind of the end of it at that point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Mariner, will, be- right. Marin will become captain at the end.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about Mariner a whole lot in a minute here, so All we'll, right. we'll get to that in just a second. But we've got links to fifty nine additional stories that we didn't get a chance to talk about. And yeah. they cover all sorts of things. The uh, the classic TV series, uh, streaming series, a bit about some of the movies and a lot of miscellaneous pieces that are thrown in there. So you can go over to the show notes for episode 148 over at the topic is Trek. Oh, hold on, I missed the desk, Bill. Hold on. There you go. .com. <laughs> and you can find those there. So yeah. This is a test, a test on the fly about being able to get that stuff done. Yeah. All right. But now comes my favorite part of the doing subspace chatter, and that's when I get to say <clears throat> goodbye, Charlie. I want to stay. Stay. <laughs> stay. Stay. Hold on a second. I got to get back. There you now, go. Charlie now Charlie is not happy with you once again.
1: Hey, uh, he's also still here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you said I didn't say I was leaving. Yeah. You said you were leaving. That's right. All right, but we're going on to uh, part two of main mission part two with an appropriate sound effect. <laughs> and there I remember that Rocky and Bullwinkle thing going on yeah, there.
1: that's right. It so, sounds like the Flintstones are moving in. <laughs> yeah,
0: really. It's a living.
1: <laughs> that's right. Man. And this is
0: uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, The
1: Inner Fight. You know, when I saw that, I obviously, you know, well, I'm sure you yeah. did too. I was like, what? Okay. Right. Which is obviously a play on the inner light. Yes. But really has nothing to do with the inner light. It's not even similar. I'm surprised they no. burned that title on this one.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, and it was written <laughs> by Mike McMahon mm-hmm. and directed by uh, Brandon Williams. And Brandon Williams is known for Star Trek Lower Decks, Solar Opposites, and Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms. Well, that's that's a lot of title there. Mortal Kombat Legends colon Battle of the Realms. Right. You don't have to pronounce the colon part. Wow. I I, I must. I must. <laughs> it makes it even longer, that title. All hey, right. Hey,
1: briefly, have you have you watched Solar Opposites?
0: I have not because it's on Hulu and I no longer
1: have Hulu. Oh, you don't? Oh, okay. I thought you did. Um, yeah, Solar Opposites is uh kind of not not related to Rick and Morty, but um uh but it was created by what's his name from Rick and Morty. Um, well,
0: I thought Mike McMahon not,
1: created not Dan, not Dan Harmon, but um, oh, my mind went blank. Who,
0: but I thought I thought Mike
1: McMahon created Solar Opposites, No, he did. No, I thought it was. Hold on, say it. It was uh, my mind was blank. Rick and Morty, Rollarin. yeah, Roll-Laren. that's it. No, um, oh, Justin Roiland, hey, Roland. Hey, he, uh, him and, uh, I think Mike my, McMahon my might have just been a writer. I'm not sure if they actually created it or not.
0: Hold but on. I'm going to IMDb right now because I don't, I don't know these things, but you're, we're all going to find out together yeah. except creators, Dan Harmon, Justin Roiland. And so I
1: think, uh, I think, um, Mike McMahon was a, was a writer on it.
0: Oh, okay. So, cause I, th- oh, cause I thought he was a writer on Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. And then. Created Solar Opposites, but okay. Anyway, that's today's lesson, and the topic is Solar Opposites. That's right. And a short plot synopsis for this episode, (laughs) The Inner Fight, Captain Freeman assigns the Lower Deckers an overly safe mission to try and keep a self-destructive mariner out of danger. Meanwhile, Captain Freeman leads a mission to locate a former member of Starfleet. Hmm. Who could that be? I, the, the very interesting choice of who this is. I know what, what you thought about that. So we'll, we'll um, I don't know which part of this you want to tackle first, because we got two, two things going on here. We've got um Freeman's mission and we've got, let's, let's try to do Freeman's mission first and then we can kind of end on okay. Mariner's stuff. Sure. Uh So, all right. So, uh, I swear, is looking at my slides here to help me with what. Okay, so it turns out that they've gotten more intel on what this uh, probe that's been stealing. Because I think they know at this point, right? They discovered that it's it's false debris. Mm -hmm. Um, this intel says that it's now. Looking for former Starfleet officers. Now, that's pretty darn specific intel to get from. Where did they get this intel from? Right. Uh, I didn't. So, that, you know, this episode has a lot of, huh, moments in it.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a reason for that.
0: Um. But the second one is that they identify four people that they say, you know, they need to uh, locate and get back to. To Earth, or to you know, put into protective custody, whatever the thing may be. And uh one of them is uh, Beverly Crusher. One of them is Seven of Nine. Mm-hmm. One of them is William Riker. And then it was Thomas. It was, uh, he, he, oh. it was Thomas Riker. Oh, was it Thomas Riker? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that makes much more sense then. Yeah. All right. Well, because I, it caught, I was, I
1: was actually eating dinner when I was watching this, and I heard Thomas Riker. I looked up. Like,
0: what? <laughs> no. well I, I I think I was too distracted at that point by they talked about seven in Beverly and I, I skip right past Riker yeah yeah Riker and what yeah. was this other person but Nick lacarno now talk about guts to lean into a character that people went oh yeah well you know yeah before um you know we we we, we had Paris the. Uh, Kind of played a similar looked the same kind of character, but it wasn't the same character. Mm-hmm. It was it, ignore that, ignore that. Now let's go r- right up in center with that and, and go with that. Anyway. Okay. So it does seem like an odd four, a group of four. Yeah. You know, out of all the people that it could be, like we we didn't know that much about, well, we didn't know anything about what happened to L- Locarno after starfleet because right. they never talk about him again right well, apparently he's gone uh mercenary but th- there are there are there's got to be thousands if not millions of people that are former starfleet officers why just those four it just was really weird yeah i i well
1: Again, well there's a reason why i think they were vague on a few things if you want to so know what I, I mean because, you know, obviously at the end it says to be continued. Well, They're going wrap, to wrap it up a little bit more. But, yeah, they got some intel that uh, these four uh, Starfleet officers, well, that, that ship was going after old, uh, old Starfleet officers now.
0: Even though we didn't have any word that they had actually taken any Starfleet officers. Yeah. And the last that we knew, they'd only attacked non-Federation vessels. Although yeah non-federation vessels so it's like okay where is this intel coming from right <laughs> well
1: they well look how long it took them to figure out something about this ship to begin with now they got intel f- uh, on it um, what its uh mission is or what they're what it's trying to do yeah i i thought that was a little weird uh they they kind of painted it with a broad brush you know and
0: so they're off they're off to new axton mm-hmm. which is which is um just nothing like the charm of an uh, old accident apparently according to Shaxx, <laughs> Right. And this whole thing was pretty much a riff on Star Wars. This entire section, uh, the new the new accident, you know, on Moss Eisley and things like that. I mean, it was just out and out, that type of thing. You've got somebody being a Boba Fett type character or, you know, this other stuff. You've got the... Mud's Bar and Mud's Bar is definitely supposed to be like the cantina. I don't know. Uh, In
1: Star Trek, Picard, they went to that that uh, what was that one planet where it looked like a big bar? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So I don't think it's but out of I, the I don't
0: know that yeah. Uh, but this is all like very desert, very very um, <laughs> very brown color I, to everything. And I know
1: didn't we see uh, Picard do a, a song and dance routine? <laughs>
0: Oh, let's, let's, my goodness. Oh, somebody just. just Oh, you know what?
1: You know what? Do you have your window open or something? Yes, I do. It
0: it was 80 degrees here today, and I don't know why. I was
1: like, wow, what is going on in my house? I I didn't realize it was coming for
0: me. (laughs) All right. Get the muffler fixed, pal. It would be much better for you. Um, Yeah, no kidding. All right, so they go down there, and Freeman's going to use her. What She she aced her hoodlum and racketeer seminar, so she's going to be uh, leading <laughs> this. Mi- I, hey, did it really help her in, on this one? Um. Well, I don't know. You tell me because theoretically, she wanted to do everything wrong to force them mm-hmm. to give the information to who they wanted them to give it to. <laughs> well, no, I mean, they. Uh,
1: she went over the 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 bar or the restaurant and she immediately tried to make it. Yeah. We're, we're here to, uh, wanted to get a little rough and have some drinks and stuff. Oh, with the two hour wait, ma'am, you know? (laughs) And she made it, made it, they made it sound like she was, uh, trying to push her upper class
0: status or something to get a
1: table.
0: I like the fact that she, she, she says all that stuff and he goes, I I know you're Starfleet. You're wearing your uniform. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We aren't simpletons here, please. Yeah. And the place was named Muds.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And the person inside, the bartender, kind of had uh, a Harry Mudd outfit on and had the mustache and everything. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then somebody, some little creature drinking at the bar, just like falling over off the stool. And it's very, very small. Character and a very tall stool, by the way. I'm hoping the character was okay.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he's fine. So,
0: he's I'm animated.
1: Sure. I mean, I've seen Bugs Bunny do some some pretty amazing things to Daffy Duck and the, they turn out okay.
0: Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so they're 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 striking out here. They eventually they do get into MUDs mm-hmm. and they go to talk to the the information broker. <laughs> and and the, the information broker uh. is Bailock or you know, it looks like Balak moving its head very mm. stiffly, like Balak. And at one point, its sparks are coming out of the neck of it. Yeah.
1: I thought it was going to break or something, but it didn't.
0: And, of course, Freeman goes, "That, that that's a puppet. Yeah. yeah. You know, look at him but she grabs the thing and says, and uh, it turns out, no, it wasn't a puppet. It was actually a, <laughs> a, 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 a creature. Look again. at his face.
1: His face also went, 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 um, starts emoting, <laughs> you know, because uh, it's kind of stiff. And then well, uh, she
0: picks yeah. him up and she slams him onto a table. And the, the, <laughs> who's playing the strings? <laughs> That's
1: right. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, his, his face.
0: <laughs> so I don't, I, I mean, you have to either she didn't know what she was doing at all, or mm-hmm. this was all orchestrated to make themselves look so bad that when the bounty hunter shows up, they just automatically say, I'll give it to this guy instead. Yeah. And, you know, cause they, she went out of her way to say, well, what if she, what if that person gets the, buys the information that we need? It's like, what if that person buys the information that we need? Really kind of like pushing them to sell it to that person instead of them. Right. So I, I, And I can go both ways on it, that they stumbled into that being how it all worked, or Mm -hmm. kind of that was the plan to begin with. That's true. Yeah. uh, Well, it was the plan to begin with. And we find out that the bounty hunter is actually Billups. Uh, Oh, Billups. Shows up when you need him. First thing he does when he takes off the helmet is straighten his hair up. (laughs) That's right. Can't have that. Yeah. So they get intel- So now they all have the intel that was uh, sold to them by Not Baylock, Not Baylock, And they uh, go to find uh, Nikki Poo. They go into his workshop, which again looks something straight out of Star Wars at that point. Mm -hmm. And what they find on his wall are the plans to that little ship that's been taking away all the other um ships, the non-Federation ships. So clearly there's a connection going on there. All right. So we'll loop back to that mm-hmm. in a bit. Um for this first part though, like I said, it, it seemed like there was a lot of weirdness going on, in the setup for this bit. Um if one was to assume that Freeman was actually manipulating the uh Baylock into doing what he did, then I'd say, okay, you know, well played, I suppose at that point, but you know, you have to make that assumption. Otherwise this thing could have crashed and burned really easily. Sure. Um, so I'm not sure what, you know, what's your overall impression about what was going on in this section? Um,
1: I don't know. Just kind of, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, or if I have an impression. So, uh, no, I don't know. I I don't really have an impression to share.
0: All right, I mean it's very very fragmented to me, which mm-hmm. leads me to the the second part of this, which is, you know, mariners and the the uh, landing parties.
1: Wait a minute! Uh, sorry, oh, you're talking about the whole the whole piece going to the planet and seeing the plans and stuff like that.
0: Well, this whole this whole part about yeah, this uh, uh Captain Freeman's mission. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So, um.
1: I would say I thought you were talking about something specifically. Seeing the, the those shit. plans were they, were they were they well drawn? <laughs> yeah, well drawn. Um, I think um, I, I I think it was okay. Uh, it seemed um, like I didn't know where it was going, and like you said, it seemed like they kind of stumbled into uh, a way to you know get the plans by buying them uh, with billups, but then, but you, you got to know ahead of time to bring billups in. Otherwise, you know, you have to do it at last minute. So I, I don't know. I think it was uh, a pretty, I think they planned it ahead of time and I think it was, uh, it was okay. Yeah. I don't,
0: okay. I mean, I don't now, know. one thing, one thing I don't have any slide of which few people in the audio listening on audio, it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's okay. Cause yeah. I'll see you. In <laughs> what days. do we care? <laughs> um, is the 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 cold open of the of this week's episode was a research uh, station on a planet where there were these um, tremble lizards, mm-hmm. little tiny little tiny little things, and the researchers there, you know, were were studying them, and of course, Mariner says, "Why should you know? If it's the Starfleet scientists get to study a different creature every two weeks, he says, yeah. yeah, but." I, I love these creatures, you know, I've grown to respect them. And then the, the barrier that's pre- protecting them from these acid filled creatures breaks down and he screams. And I said, didn't we just have this with Moopsie? Um, sort of. Yeah. You know, the guy that the, the person that was, uh, in charge of the zoo said, la, 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 la. And, you know, and this is, da, 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 da. Oh my God, it got out. You know, It's yeah. going to kill us all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Out, yeah how did it get out
1: so yeah it is very similar i thought it was interesting that boimler would just just got out of his mouth hey so that uh power upgrade should keep you keep you going for another year all said <laughs> and then immediately the well there was one of those little creatures that was on the ground ate the wire and it broke yeah. the broke
0: the wall which you probably don't want have the wires on the outside yeah you probably should... have the wires on the inside put the cover put the cover on yeah Unless they got a, maybe they developed screwdriver technology, those uh, tremble lizards. So yeah. Mariner just goes off and goes running out without any protection and just takes like a pan or something and is making this noise to lead them all out back out of the 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 paddock area outside of the fence. And uh, it was like this does she have a death wish? So we're seeing this like again. Mm hmm. That just on the fly, not consulting with anyone. It just I'm just going to do this thing, and she she survives. Of course, she gets the researcher killed, but that's another story altogether. Because she has one of them on her back when she comes yeah. back in again. That's right. Oh wait a minute!
1: Remember, Boimler was going to help, but he had to put his anti venom pants on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Mariner, at least put on the pants. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: All right, so after that point, if Freeman is saying, What is happening with Mariner? And I need you people to keep her safe. And then th- th- comes this other weird part. Again, it's like, What the heck is going on here? Mm-hmm. If I'm understanding this correctly, and I like replayed it seven times. So. You watched it seven times? Well, just a section, just a section. Oh. So, uh- there's four people that they've got to get, right? They've got to get seven. They've got to get Beverly. They've got to get Thomas Riker and they've got to get, um, right. Yeah. So. Freeman's feeling is that she has to get Mariner away from the ship because they're going after, excuse me. Oh, they're going after Nick. Yep. And, it could be a bad influence or something that you know, could cause it. I'm thinking, wow, you know, that's just, that's, that's, a, that's like a, that's a bad setup. That's, it just felt like a lazy setup to have something else going on here. Okay. Um, it did a little bit. Yeah. Because I don't know. It, I, I guess also because of the randomness of, I thought, what did she know him at the academy? If she knew him at the Academy, that would be even weirder. Because, like, a, how old is Mariner? Um, all right, so they, they take her instead to this satellite, but they're just going to do repair work on this this relay station satellite. It's like a weather
1: that. satellite, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and there's, like, no danger whatsoever. And, of course, immediately that's a signal that there's going to be danger. Mm-hmm. Because the first thing that happens is that they they run into a, a, a decloaking Klingon bird of prey, that's been at the station. Yep. And, the, and she just immediately pushes everyone aside and starts flying the shuttle. Yeah. And the shuttle ends up crash landing. No, the shuttle, I'm sorry, the shuttle does not have to crash landing. That's in the previous episode. Uh, it's fired on by the Klingon ship and they transport down just before the shuttle explodes. That's right. So now they're on this planet with all these weather storms and so forth. And we're... Weird encounters start happening at that point. And we get, we see, first thing we see is the Romulan and the Ferengi who look like they're chasing each other, but they're actually like decoying this other. Now, was the third thing in that scene, there was another shot that I didn't get a chance to watch again. Mm-hmm. The one that got caught in the trap, was that the Klingon with the... Dis- with some sort of covering on it because yeah okay because when freeman uh when mariner sees him he like pulls that off right
1: yes okay yeah he he, uh he had it on and i don't know i'm not even sure they knew they thought it was a new he was a klingon or not um the ferengi and the romulan but they're fighting and a mariner jumps in and puts her two cents in and that
0: again without consulting anyone or telling anyone
1: yeah and it did look like a uh, some kind of uh, savage or something out of the trees, but he gets his leg stuck in a a, a trap, and so the Fringy and the Romulan are fighting over, him. and then Mariner jumps in, and then it gives the it gives the the Klingon that looks like a savage um uh, time to get out of the track, and you see the purple blood on yeah. the on the little horns or little spikes they had stuck in the trap.
0: All right, so then. We run into more uh, characters, and it's like, okay, why is there so many – all these different people on this same planet? Because then mm-hmm. Mariner goes on her own, and she's, and she's attacked by this Klingon whose name is – oh, I had this one up because it was – Mortog. Uh, no, it's, it's <laughs> Ma.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that is that your – uh your cough kick coming back in? Yeah, it definitely
0: <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon uh, as I as soon as I I saw the Ferengi and the Romulan, and then we of course see a, the Klingon, I was like, wait a minute. There were I realized that we were talking about I think the one the creatures that were taken mm-hmm. you know, from the little shuttle ship thing.
0: Now another question that I have at that point is OK, there were more than two people on all those ships, mm-hmm. but only seen like two Orions, two Romulans, two Cardassians, two Ferengi. Oh, it's Noah's Ark. Uh, I don't know about that. But... <laughs> uh, it's just, it just, it's just like, well, where is the rest of these crews? Mm-hmm. At? You know, so I don't, uh, I don't know what's going on with that. Um but, yeah, the the we come to find out, well, first thing that happens is that Mariner has this heart-to-heart with the Klingon that she's fighting. What's his name again? Uh, Ma. <laughs> I just like hearing you say that. <laughs> Ma. <laughs> Ma. Um, and um, because they have to stop their fight because there's a glass shower, which I thought was, I thought was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty cool, but shower. I was like, wow, that's dangerous and scary. And it must have been the first time it happened, because the Klingon was like, what is going on? And thinking, oh, I guess it's not a common occurrence. Yeah. At
1: least not uh, since he's been there.
0: So they they are stuck in a cave. <laughs> what a surprise. Stuck in a cave mm-hmm. while they're waiting for the uh, storm to pass by so they can finish their duel to the death. Yep. And Mariner starts letting loose them what's her problem. And it's a story about Cito who she models herself after mm-hmm. her friend at the academy who got assigned to the enterprise and apparently ended up on a spy mission and got killed and uh, it's because Marinus said that her goal had always been to be a captain but she just didn't want to have any of these responsibilities she did not want to you know be sending out people on missions which she said before and where somebody could get killed, mm-hmm. and so unless that was Bornler, but it, that same thought really—that you know she just doesn't want this; she just wants to stay an ensign, and she doesn't want to move up in rank. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I can take it that you you can confess something to your bartender you wouldn't tell anyone else. <laughs> Because she's, you know, she's opening up like, like she, like she knows all this stuff already. This mm-hmm. is not something where it's like hidden, and she doesn't know the reasons that was she's just doing re- it.
1: Yeah, she was just revealed to her or something,
0: right? She clearly knows mm-hmm. and has always known that this is why she kept turning down promotions. It wasn't like, oh, well, I think it's because of this. No, it's because of this. Exactly because of this. Right. So I thought that was odd that, um, she never confided in anyone else and it's not like it's not like that's what she was confessing was that big of a deal, right? I mean, in the sense that okay, I understand you've had a very bad experience with that type of thing and, right and you you know that may not be your thing. All right, well, we will note that in your records. <laughs> yes right.
1: We'll, we'll put that in your permanent record.
0: Well, no, put it in your permanent record that, you know, would prefer to stay, you know, a junior officer, a, mm-hmm. a, you know, that type of thing. And okay, we're, we're good. We're done Yeah, at that point. Or, you know, is there anything we can do to kind of help you work through that or whatever the this, this stuff is? So it just seemed she had all the answers and she just like, blood, blood, blood. Wait a minute. Here's all my answers. So that's what you had a problem with?
1: I had a problem with her. Uh, not really problem, but I thought it was odd that she was
0: opening up to the Klingons. She was just fighting. Well, that's what I'm saying. She, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. You would tell things oh. to a bartender. You wouldn't tell to your best friend. Yeah. Right? Which is something calls back to
1: the the pilot well, episode of Star Trek. Well, you know, Klingons are so nice and warm and inviting, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, kind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course the Klingon like calls her out on it saying yeah. that, you know, well, you're not honoring your friend, you know, by what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, you know, she, she gave her life so that you could, you know, have this ability to like muse on things and want to be doing, yeah. exploring, Live, all that type yeah. of stuff. That's right. Um, so the storm is over. They're about to go back and fight again. And she just, and gives them a big old hug, which Klingons are not known for the hugging.
1: They're just not known for that. Right. What are you doing? Let me go.
0: <laughs> that's right. And so they they don't they don't have the fight to the death, but they go off and they they try to find out what's going on, and then that's when we run across everyone else mm-hmm. who is who has been trapped on uh, the the planet oh, there. So we,
1: and by the way, her opening up to the Klingon, how odd that was. Um, this is another example of them bringing the character forward a little bit. She's as soon as she uh, externalized her feelings about her friend that she was trying to model after that ended up getting killed and so on and so forth she was opening up and like i said externalizing her thoughts she she realized it on her own really he he did call her out of course a few things but um this is another example of pulling the characters forward and to some degree explains a lot of the some of the things that we've seen her do that we've all on this show going, why is she reverting? Why is she doing that?
0: You know, she's going backwards
1: because she was trying to, uh, you know, stay in a certain spot. So,
0: right. And of course what happens then, which I think is a really rather quick catharsis, but, (laughs) you know, they find all the other people that are trapped there and she doesn't want to fight them. She wants to rally them together. So she gives, a classic Star Trek speech about, you know, working together against a real enemy and blah, blah, blah. She's inspiring everyone to do that. It's like, okay, so all you need to do is talk to Klingon and, and suddenly, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're much better now. Hey, and by the way, I love the expression on that face. <laughs> He's what like, are you doing? yeah,
1: what are you doing? yeah. <laughs> that's funny.
0: All right. So we see all of these different, you know, we recognize mm-hmm. these characters. Now these are the, well, they're not the lower deckers because one of them, I think, was the, the captain on the Orion ship. I think they, yeah, all, well, all the captains are there,
1: I believe. I have to go um, back and look. I don't remember.
0: Yes. It's really hard to tell with the binars, especially, but um, <laughs> yeah, they all look uh, alike. <laughs> well, I thought it thought was interesting is that you've got, you've got, looks like you've got two different colors for the Orions. And we talked about that. And 10 days, is also a third color. So you've got the Cardassians. I think are different colors. Um, looks like the Romulans are different colors, not the Ferengi and not the Binars. Right. So there, you go. Um, you think the Bynar? Well, the Binars are that classic color that was on the animated series—that pink. Yeah, it was everywhere. So that um, Mariner is not going to fight, uh, even though the the Klingon is standing by her side. And Tendi comes along, and of course, when Tendi comes along, all the arise. Oh, you know. All help
1: princess uh
0: they 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 bound down before her and yeah. stop that right in his tracks, and so then they they all agree to work together, and Mariner is beamed away, which they all find to be like very suspicious. Why has this happened? Yeah, and they're starting to like rumble about the you know there was a trick blah 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 blah, um <laughs> and everybody's trying to hold it together. The Klingons saying, no, 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 this is not you know. She would not do that. She is honorable, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Type of stuff. And Mariner ends, uh, wakes up on this uh, minimalist <laughs> spaceship. She said, What minimalist hell is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she runs into, oh, look who it is. Yeah. I'm referring to him as Robert Duncan McMenny.
1: McMenny, right there was a transporter accident and (laughs) yeah, really.
0: Yeah. I like how they have him drawn the same color hair. If you look at the, the, the the lower decks versions. Mm -hmm. So they kind of have him look like the same character, just with a, a, a graying on the temples and a beard.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I just, it, it was an interesting choice to make because I don't, Know if it was as um, significant an episode as a lot of them, and yeah, Wesley. In the I'm talking about the Next Generation episode. You know, it 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 gave um, Wesley a chance to learn what it meant to have responsibility and the consequences of act of their actions, but. I don't know. He seems like he seems like a f- fairly minor character to be, yeah, having a big bad for the season, right? Uh, so I don't know. And I, you know, obviously, we do not know why he is doing these things, right? Uh, we won't find it. Well, I'm assuming we'll find out next episode. But that's a lot to wrap up because next episode is the last episode of the yep. season. Oh, the so the look- episode you were talking about was
1: the first duty.
0: Yes. Yeah, Uh, huh, he said duty. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just it, it seemed weird. Of course, they did have Robert Duncan McNeil back to voice the character mm-hmm. as well for this episode. I bet I, that, I'd like to I actually go find out what he, he said about
1: doing that, because I can imagine that would be fun. Say, hey, this minor character that you played before you were actually a, a regular on, on uh, one of the Star Trek shows.
0: We want you to play him. <laughs> You know, he said, "You you're thinking of the right guy, right? Because you're not thinking about Wesley Crusher, and that it, no, 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 yeah, no, no. We're talking about you. That's right. So I thought it was an interesting choice. I, I, well, I'm curious
1: to see where they go with it.
0: It certainly was one that I don't think anybody, anywhere on the internet or off the internet, said. You know who I think the really the 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 big bad is in the season? Yeah, that guy from that one episode. Well, I'll say the one thing that. I think for the most part,
1: how many times have we guessed, you know, what's going to happen on, on lower decks? I think Uh, they
0: do a good job mixing it up. Right. I mean, as, as long as you don't have it be off the wall, just to be off the wall that you wouldn't guess it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I need to find out what the deal is here. You know, why? Obviously, why has he brought all these aliens races. It's not really the right way to say it, but all these races, all, all these to this planet, what's the end game there? Is it something against them? Is it something against the Federation? Is it something against Starfleet? Is it something not related to any of that stuff? So even though we know, we now know who we really have no idea why. Uh, maybe he's wanting to do the
1: Colvard, uh Starburst again.
0: Oh, I hope not. It <laughs> did, that didn't did work. not end well the first time. <laughs> no, it did not. Not a good thing to do.
1: I have a feeling that's going to show up. Oh, yeah. That, I wouldn't have done. Yeah,
0: but I perfected it this time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, dokey. I,
1: I promise I've been working on
0: it. Uh, any other thoughts on, because this is our next to last episode of Yeah, the season. Any other additional thoughts? I think they also call that the
1: penultimate episode. Yes, they do. Yeah. Well, of
0: the season. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um. No, I don't really have any more thoughts. I just uh, to be the ninth episode. I know we're getting ready to rate it, but to to be the ninth out of ten episodes seemed a little underwhelming. But maybe when we see the last episode, since it's a two-parter. That uh, things will be a little more clear
0: and make more sense. So, yeah, because there were so many loose ends, like I said, right from the beginning, going, why, why those four people, you know, is it something that Intel that he leaked, Mm -hmm. perhaps, you know, to kind of like give some false leads or something like that? Or, yeah, because if, 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 all right, another thing I want to know is, well, where does, mariner know this guy from did they go to the academy together i wonder if
1: ages would preclude from that preclude that you know keep that from happening right
0: well that's what i'm saying Is like how old is mariner if you know because if they he wasn't in the academy it's he didn't graduate Mm -hmm. so he wasn't even in the academy like the entire however many years that is well
1: remember uh she may be a little older than the rest of her, uh, you know, her I think she base. is
0: because she talked about her time on DS nine and all these yeah. other
1: plays. Yeah. She said like she had a whole career f- before lower deck. So um, at least the way she talked about it a little bit. So maybe, maybe
0: um, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's the case. I don't know. You know, I don't, haven't done sat down and done the math on paper, but <laughs> it, it it just seems like, Oh. Wait, another news. You do math? Yeah, well, uh I don't say do it well. I just <laughs> said I do
1: it. Right. Uh all right. Uh, let's since if I have anything else on this one, just Oh, Rutherford's eyepiece has an x-ray mode now.
0: Oh yeah. Cause it's it's just, you know, whatever you need.
1: I'm telling you, you Swiss Army knife, man.
0: No, there's guts and everything inside that thing. It's not a puppet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was funny, that little thing. His arms started flailing around,
0: <laughs> and his little throne that she puts him back on. Yeah, seat there on the table. That's right. Oh, that's funny. He wasn't the the one thing that was missing is I don't think he was voiced by Clint Howard. That <laughs> I mean, Clint Howard did not voice Baylock. That was um, uh, Lurch. Um, that uh, Jack Cassidy. Yes, uh, did did. The the puppet Bailock and obviously he could not do that, but it would have been fun to have Clint Howard do that. Yeah. All right, it's time to rate this one, though, huh?
1: Ted Cassidy, by the
0: way. Ted Cassidy. Oh, yeah. Jack Cassidy is Jack Cassidy is um, David Cassidy's father. <laughs> There's a uh, lot of Cassidy's around, by the way. There are almost as many as there are Steves. Um, Steves and Cassidy's. That's right. All right. I will go first here. I'm okay. going to give this one. I don't know if the second episode will redeem it any. I'm going to give this one. I'm going to give this one a six and a half. Ooh, okay. I just felt it was too much setup and weird conveniences and things wrapping up too fast and stuff. Okay.
1: I think for the same kind of reasons i'm gonna give it a seven but uh <clears throat> because i i kind of like the setup, but the at the same time the episode seemed a little underwhelming and i did like the um the addition of nicholas i'm curious to see where they go with that but at the same time just the episode felt a little underwhelming uh and i'm i'm with you I, i'm hoping that the second part of this episode uh the last one will uh we'll kinda pull it up some.
0: What if they have since you know it's around what if they have Tom Paris back in the second part to be hunting Nick Licaro? Licarno. <laughs> that that would be and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like killing myself. Kind
1: of I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah.
0: That would be cool. All right. Well, those are our opinions about those episodes. Uh, we're coming up next week, season finale. That's yes, right. So we don't know if it's going to be a to-be-continued or if this will wrap up this story or not. I know that um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Chuck predicted that he didn't think that this story would wrap at the end of the season. That makes no sense to me. I, you know, Chuck. I don't know. Well, <laughs> if there's something bigger... Going on here, it's like I I just can't see where Nick wanting to cause some chaos is enough. Mm-hmm. Got to be something else going on there. So
1: yeah, I I don't I I think
0: they're gonna wrap it up.
1: I I, I don't see how they can can't. Well, unless it's a cliffhanger. Well, maybe uh, not for this story because it went on for the whole uh, season. Or yeah, the whole season. Yeah. Yep. I think they would wrap it up. Um, especially after I don't know, I, I it's hard to say but I, I don't I, I think it went on too long they need to wrap it up and then we move on to a new story or something else.
0: Right, and as it was there were two episodes out of the nine mm-hmm. where it wasn't mentioned at all Caves, no. there's no mention of it right? and there was at least one other episode I can't remember which one it was but there was no mention at all okay. of any mm-hmm. of this stuff so they peppered it in, almost like, well, we don't have enough to make something really a thing, so we're going to show attack on a ship, attack on a ship, yeah, attack on a ship. They ran attack out of on a ship. They ran out need of species. Some information about that, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, you get the binders in there. You know, you're getting pretty low on the on the list of species.
1: I know. Actually, uh, I would. I was kind of not fascinated, but I, I liked the idea of the binars when they were brought in, you know, with TNG, but mm-hmm. th- but you never really saw them again. I didn't think you only saw them one time in TNG, right? Yes. And we never, we haven't heard them mentioned anywhere else until now. So I kind of liked that they included them in uh, lower decks.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We didn't mention that on that, um, on the planet on New Axton we saw several gorn just walking around one of them was getting off the shuttle that they had to get off of just kind of strolling around yeah.
1: <laughs> that's right Why he not part of the, I thought, part of the were, family now. I
0: thought they were all angry oh well oh they were just uh, just being bored being on a shuttle that's all right all right well that wraps it up and next time around we'll be doing our well i guess we'll do our episode review and then probably just our thoughts on the season as total you know how do we think that this season Mm -hmm. did maybe compared to other seasons or what do we think of the story because we'll know the entire theoretically we know the entire what was going on right thing and how does this all wrap up with mariner and is there a more of a resolution to that as well of of what happens Mm -hmm. with her so we'll have some thoughts on that next time around absolutely all right, but that said, it's time to refill the dilithium chamber and try to warp on out of here. All right, you can find me, Clinton, at Comedy Forecast, all one word with the number four, and I'm coming to the end of my big 2023 story, which means I'm well into working on my big 2024 story. So, oh, you're yeah. mov- you're already working ahead. Yep, got <clears> to <throat> think ahead. Got to think ahead. Is, always, always be thinking. Is Soldier going to show up again? soldier shows up in uh, this one so uh but as i said i didn't have to record any new lines because it says yes sir so there.
1: <laughs> i think i get then i give you a library of yes yeah. sirs <laughs> for <a while>? absolutely <laughs> all right
0: uh what about you let's we'll speak to you guys well you, Craig.
1: yeah you can find me and sometimes chuck no i'm just kidding you can find chuck and i myself over at the uh, Technorama podcast uh just search for Technorama podcast on Google or, uh, in any of your, uh, you know, podcast clients, you should be able to find us. with no problem. And YouTube we're on YouTube as well.
0: And ask your local AI. I'm sure they'll be able to tell you as well.
1: A big warning come up, you know, stay away from these characters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to see if I get through the outro here. So let's give it a go. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend about it and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on X, visit our Facebook page, or visit thetopicistrek.com. Until next time, on behalf of the Missing Mysteriously Chuck, Craig and myself, I'm Clinton, thanking you for listening. And as we always see here on The Topicist Trek, don't, don't put on, put on the, the red, red
1: shirt. shirt.
0: by menin <echlines> exactly Eric's. <Arx. laughs>